Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Same Team. I am your host, Daniel Trainer. How's it going? Thank you very much for being here. Thanks for listening. We got a good one today uh, on the show. Professional wrestler Jake Atlas. If you listen to the show at all, you know that I'm a huge professional wrestling fan, so it's always fun to get to chat to somebody who does that. Jake was cool enough to invite me out to the Santino Brothers Wrestling Academy, which is just outside Los Angeles. It's where Jake and many others work and train and perform, uh, kind of a hallowed ground. So it was really cool that Jake invited me out there. We sat on the ring and had the conversation you're about to hear. Jake is the second out gay professional wrestler I've had on the show. Uh, I had Mike Pero on a little while back. This conversation with Jake, I think, is completely different. Uh, It's got its own vibe. It's got its own thing. So I think even if you're not a wrestling fan, there's a lot here to dive into and find intriguing. And hopefully maybe you'll learn something along the way. If you are a pro wrestling fan, there's some fun nuggets in here for you as well. We talk a lot about Jake's childhood, uh, his openness with his mental health, battling back from a crippling injury that derailed his career for a while, what it's like to be out in the world of wrestling and, and what he envisions for the rest of his career. I think it's a really fascinating conversation. And we also get to chat about his appearance on CBS's Undercover Boss and his relationship that he's developed with Stephanie McMahon. So it's a really fun conversation. Jake is awesome, very open, very honest, and I'm very excited to see what Jake is going to do with the rest of his career because he is a shooting star on the indie wrestling scene. So enough of me. Let's get into it. Without any further ado, here is my conversation with Jake Atlas. Well, thanks, man. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's awesome to be here at Santino Brothers because it's – for somebody like me who's been a wrestling fan my entire life, die hard, follows it so closely, it still feels like sort of a club that I don't quite understand, you know, right. because it's it's not like you play Little League and you play baseball, you're not playing Pop Warner, you get into football. It still seems like this elusive, cool thing. To, to see this is really eye-opening. So for you, how did you get started? When did wrestling sort of become a thing that you knew that you wanted to do? Uh, I think pretty young. uh, I always did a lot of sports. So I think watching like wrestling and also being active was kind of like like a trigger, like, hey, this is doable. You know, like this can happen. Um, and it wasn't until like maybe I started finding like TNA and I got a little bit older. This was like 05, like AJ Styles was really prominent. He was the one that really kind of like stood out to me uh, because when I would do soccer when I was even younger than that, I'd always try to flip. And I would always like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like and that's the one thing I always like say when I tell this story about when I did soccer is like I would care I wouldn't care about like the ball, you know, <laughs> I would just wanted to like flip around or like be like just move you sure. know yeah um so i don't know something about styles kind of resonated with me so i it kind of made me realize like hey this is something i can do and it was it was just like a little bug like just something small like you know this 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 is doable yeah and then like through high school obviously you're like maybe i should be a lawyer like my mom says or maybe <laughs> i should but like it was always there and then you start you know in my opinion like it were at least with me it's like you start formulating a path, like how you're going to get there. So it's like, okay, so maybe I become a lawyer first and then I pay for wrestling school or maybe I do, you know? And, but point being is that it was always kind of there. It was like a bug that was just boom. Is it easier now 
for guys to make a path because it does feel like there are more avenues and more opportunities for guys? I mean, do, uh, what sort of stories are you hearing from people now from like, even now, like 10 years ago, 20 years ago, is it easier now because it feels more accessible? I, I, I think so, yes. Only because like, it, the main thing is like age isn't a thing anymore, right. in my opinion. Like, at least for me. And you could see it through people getting signed in WWE or people getting these big breaks. Like, PCO was like super huge back in like, I think it was like the 80s or the 90s. It was yeah. my era. Um, but like, he's like doing a big comeback right now. And he's and he's a, yeah, like he's it. at Bola this weekend, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's doing Bola. So it's like, you know, like age isn't a thing and you can you can go through school. You can finish. You, can, you know, like Xavier Woods in WWE has a PhD. Right. Right. So it's it's doable, and it's just a matter of like, it's individual to like it's to each person it's different. However, sure. they want to get there, it's up to them. There's some people that will grind on the independence for ten years and wait for you know something, and there's other people that be like you know maybe I'll spend my time doing sports in school or doing football in school, and then we'll see if I you know. Yeah. So you grew up in L.A. You told me you played soccer growing up. What kind of kid were you? Uh, I <laughs> I think I was like. I don't know, man. I was trying to, like, figure myself out. Even now when I ask myself, like, it's funny bringing that. I, I just found two pictures uh-huh. of, like, I, I may have been, like, in third grade, like, second and third grade. And I look at them and I'm like, I don't know. I, I almost don't even remember, like, like, who I was. Yeah. Like, I remember what I did. You know, like, I remember being in soccer. Or I remember, you know, like, being a bully or being mean to, like, kids and stuff. And I remember also, like, not having friends and sitting by myself and being shy. And then I remember having a birthday party and having, like, almost every kid in my school be, you know. So yeah, it was, sure. like, I look at those two pictures and it, it just reminds me of, like, I guess that journey of like finding out who you were, you know, like even at like a young age, because I feel like a lot of like a lot of people, if you were to ask that question, they would they would know like, oh, I was a troublemaker kid or uh-huh. I was this kid. or I was, But like, I feel like because there was there was such a struggle within myself, like I was just a little bit of everything because sure. I didn't know. You yeah. Know? Well, I feel that same way. I mean, I just turned 30. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, and at my birthday party. My parents were there, and they, they made this, like, photo album of just me throughout the years, right, all these photos. And I sort of had the same experience looking back and seeing pictures of me from when I was, like, in middle school. It's, I, I don't know who that person is, yeah. you know? It's yeah. like I remember it a little bit, but, like, the day-to-day life of that kid, I, I barely remember. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, I, I think that has a lot to do with being gay at the time. And also, right. I mean, that's a huge part of figuring out who you were, but... It is interesting looking back and sort of trying to formulate the picture of like how you got to where you are because I feel like I'm still figuring that out. It yeah. sounds like you're still figuring. I guess everybody is to yeah. an extent, but I think everybody with a childhood like that probably sort of feels the same way. No, I agree. I 100 percent agree. So, so when did you start wrestling? I started wrestling. Okay, training wrestling. I believe it was. Damn, I'm gonna botch this date. No, no, no. It was in 2014. Yeah. I started training uh, in January, and I did that for about a month um, at EWF, which is in San Bernardino. Okay. And that's basically where I, where I learned how to bump. I learned how to run the ropes. Um, but it just wasn't clicking for me. Uh, you know, like, I grew up doing sports, so I need, like, a coach, or I need someone to push me, to motivate sure. me, it's, and or at least, like, teach me the correct way to do this. And I'm not saying that they have – it was just a different style that that I wasn't really 
a fan of. Sure. Um, so then I did that for about a month. I stopped. And then in the summer of 2014, I officially started training here um, at Santino Brothers. And then I did that for about six months. I started with guys like Brody King, Douglas James. Actually, the three of us started together. Um, and then did it for about six months. And then I broke my neck. And so I had to, like, reset. Sure. Uh, and then, like, my reset training was, like, the summer the year after. Yeah. Uh, so 2015. And I mean, breaking your neck. <laughs> what, what is that like? Uh, <laughs> uh, it was... It's... It's so weird because it was not... What? How, how did you do it? Okay, so I was doing a gymnastics move in the ring. Yeah. And something about... Like, I just didn't do it right here for whatever reason. Uh-huh. You know, just the universe was like, I'm going to mess with this kid, and he's not doing this today. Yeah. And I landed, like, literally vertically, like, head first on, oh my the, God. on the mat. Yeah. Um, so, like, the C6 bone w- just chipped itself. Like, it was, like, picture, like, a potato chip that okay. comes, and there's, like, a crack in it. Yeah, so, thankfully, yeah. there was no, like, it was non-displacement. Everything was still there. You know, it just was chipped. But... The, the like the severity of that is that like there's pieces so if any of those pieces would have like fallen to uh-huh. like my spinal cord like if anything touches your spinal cord like you're you're done yeah so um but i didn't get it checked until like two days after what yeah because i didn't so you don't know that it i didn't know no, because it happened and i remember laying down on the can on the canvas and i was like numb uh-huh. like i just felt like tingling sensation all through my arms i rolled out Rolled back in and still kept wrestling. No way. Yeah, I still kept wrestling for like another half hour. Wow. And then I did something and then I felt it. Like, it, what it felt like exactly was just like, you know how uh, when you sleep on the wrong side of your, of sure. your bed or whatever and then sure. you're like stuck like this for like a day? Yeah, yeah. That's what it felt like. So I was like, you know, maybe I like, maybe I like pulled it or yeah. something. Like, I didn't know it was that, but I definitely did feel like, lo- like loss of like strength in my arms. Uh-huh. So I was like, maybe I should stop wrestling. <laughs> so then you go to the doctor and they're like, yeah, your neck's broken. Yeah. And the, you know, the, the physician that I first got was like such a piece of shit. Because he, <laughs> that's exactly how he said it. He was just like, your neck's broken. Sorry to give you that PTSD. You're, you're, yeah. He's like, you're never doing anything again. He's like, really? no gymnastics, no wrestling. Like, you're done. So you better go to school, kid, or something What the like hell? That. Yeah, that's what he said. Legit. And I remember just bawling my eyes out. And my mom was next to me. And she was just crying, too, because she, like, she knows that I've always wanted to wrestle. And yeah. she knows how much I loved it. So to hear it so blunt, like, yeah. literally just like that. the exact It was PTSD, because it was literally just <laughs> like that. I can see it in your eyes. Yeah, you're like, like oh, like, no. Yeah, your neck was, like, I don't want to know like that, you know. But thankfully, like, I, you know, he was just, like, a, like the first person that you see. Yeah, sure. And you get, like, an yeah, MRI. the first person always sucks, right? Yeah, and then the neurosurgeon was like, dude, you're going to be okay. Just don't move your neck for six months. So what do you do for six months when you're so used to being active? Uh, so I just... It was so it was so hard for me. Like I I didn't know what to do, and I think and that's when I got diagnosed with depression because I just I yeah. real like I would always have I would always have these things, but I was a kid and I didn't understand it. And I'm also I come from a Mexican culture where they don't believe in like mental health issues. Sure. So, you know, I whatever like like being bedridden and just like not being able to do anything and like 
just the possibility of not being able to do this, like it just it messed with me so much more than other sure. like you know identity issues or whatever that made me feel this way again. And so that's when I needed to see a doctor, and I was like, look, I think this is more than just my neck. Like I just want to make sure I'm okay. And he was like, dude, like you have depression, and like you need to chill out or relax, you know. And yeah. um, and so it was kind of tough to like deal with that at first. I was like, whoa, like I didn't know that. I didn't want to have that, you know, or I didn't, I thought like, especially with my mom, cause my mom was, has battled it her whole life. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't, I want to be stronger. Like, I, you know, if I sure. felt weak, so it was, it was a terrible time those six months. And I mean, I just kept coaching and like, I just dove myself cause I, I, I could still work. And at the time I was a gymnastics coach. Uh-huh. So, um, I kind of lost myself in that. And I just like gave, like, I mean, I always did, but I just, I just made sure that was my one and only priority and the only thing that I thought of, like, you know, 24-7 for six months. So that whole time, are you thinking for sure that you're going to wrestle again? Uh, yes, I am. Uh, but, like, you know, my mom's like, you know, probably you shouldn't do it. Uh-huh. You know, weekly doctor checks up, checkups where they're like, you know, you're doing good, but you don't know until those six months are up. So I would just, they were all giving me worst case scenario, you yeah. know? So, like, it was it was such a battle. Like, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, no, I know that I, there's, like, there was literally nothing that I wanted to do. There's literally nothing. You know, like, and so just like picture that for a second. Like, you know, I, I, I solely believe in like purpose and like, you know, you, you're born to do something. Sure. Yeah. We may not have that figured out. I may not have that figured out and wrestling may not be that thing, but in that moment and right now, like that's what I feel it is. So imagine it just being like. Oh, you can't do that anymore. Yeah. Like, then what? What am I? Well, I wonder. What in am many, I, doing? I wonder in many ways if you can look at it on the bright side and think, had that not happened, if that sort of drive and passion for it wouldn't quite be the same. To have it taken away from you like that so quickly, to know what your life is like without it for six months, I wonder had that not happened, if that 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 drive would be as strong for you. I agree 100%. I another thing I fully believe in is like everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And for the longest time I would always ask myself like why? Like what was that reason? What yeah. was the purpose of me breaking my neck? And you know, through things that I've accomplished these past 2 years, like I think I've slowly answered that question. And it's not those accomplishments themselves that are the answer, but it's just like you said, I think I was I just had more fire in me to be like, well, I'm going to yeah. I'm going to do this. Yeah, you know? so so when you get the AOK to go from a doctor, what is that like? Uh, are they like, hey, go for it? Or are they like, hey, I, actually, I guess you can? Right, but right, right. I, I, nev- I will say that I never asked, like, professional clearance. Okay. I was just, I guess, medically cleared to, like, remove the sure. neck brace and just work out. Yeah. You know, like, start, start running. Because I couldn't even run. Uh-huh. And I had to keep my walking limited. Um, so I got the, once I got the okay to just be normal like physical like walk normally run normally work out yeah like i just took that as all right then i guess i'm gonna go back to wrestling yeah and literally like a week after i took the uh, i took the neck brace off and like i I just came back here so what's that first bump like when you take that oh shit scared out of your mind that was a freaking hell like i remember when i first i remember when i first came 
I did privates with Robbie. And, like, I was a cocky son of a bitch because I was like, I'm not going to be blown. Like, I'm fine. Like, I'm not going to do, you know, like, I, yeah. I'm, I've done sports before. Like, whatever, you know, like, yeah. this is going to be a piece of cake. But that first day back, it was, like, day one again. But, like, sure. day one even worse. And I, I don't think I even did, like, ring drills that day. I was just, as I again, it was, like, a private lesson. And I don't think I even did, like, ring drills. I was just like, dude, after the push-ups, I'm like, I am dying. Because like, yeah. I didn't even, like, work out or anything before. Like, I was, like, cleared. A week later, I'm going to the dojo and seeing how that goes. Man. Well, I mean, what a place for you to have, you know, yeah. in all of that. You're so lucky to have a place like this to come and just, like, work out all that stuff. Right. So, you know, you've only been, I guess, resting, what, for four or five years? Yeah? No, two. Two. Well, yeah. well right, oh, sure. Oh, oh, oh. training. From, yeah, just oh, in, four, just four, in four, general, four, but yeah, since, four, yeah, four. since, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty meteoric rise, right? In uh, terms of I like, would hope so. <laughs> for in terms of where you are now, right? right? I mean, what, what do you attribute that to? Um, definitely my trainers. Like, I think that just a combination of, like, that them tell or like the motivation of them telling me like just because you've debuted or just because this has happened doesn't mean that you stop training or it doesn't mean that you stop like you just keep going mm-hmm. you know and that's the one thing that that I always keep in the back of my mind and I always tell others that are like younger than me or in the business not age but like younger yeah. experience is like just keep training like that's the one thing that I did you know is that I just kept showing up and I just kept training and I just was a sponge and I just made sure I listened to everything even after I debuted like you never stop even right now like you never stop learning and yeah. so that that I think that's the biggest thing that I is that for me it's like just because I'm out on the circuit and I'm working these shows, you know, whatever show it is from like the highest to the lowest, like I'm still going to go to the dojo and train mm-hmm. and like put in my hours, you know? Yeah, for sure. So at what point in this process do you start to think about your sexuality in terms of who you want to be in the ring? Uh, I think very early on, but it wasn't something that I wanted to like explore because it was, it's very, very scary. And especially my biggest battle, I think, like, with the public and just, like, with people in general just stems from, like, my battle with my mom. Mm-hmm. And I, I think just her always being in my ear telling me, like, it's nobody's business. No one needs to care. You know, it's just a phase. Like, you're not really gay. Like, all this, like, that fucks with you, like, mentally, you sure. know? And so, for like, when I deb- like, when I debuted or when I started wrestling, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get through this and I'm just going to, like see how far I can get hiding this thing, you know? But yeah. it gets to a point where, you know, you're around so many guys and, like, sometimes all they talk about is, like, girls or uh-huh. like boobs and, like, sure. you know, and it's like, I, I can't relate, you know? Like, cause I'm <laughs> Did not, you try? No, like, I just yeah. wouldn't... You I just were quiet. No, I was just quiet because I, I, I couldn't lie, you know? Because I was, I was already out to my family, I was already out to my friends, but I just wasn't out here. It's, and like, it's that tough thing, right? Because you don't want to make it about that. Exactly. Right? But yeah. you don't want to make it feel like you're trying to hide something. Exactly. So it's that tough line to walk of like, well, I, I, I want to be honest and true to myself, but I don't want to make this my thing. Yeah. Right? You just want to be accepted and appreciated and respected for who you are outside right. of all that. Right. So it had to have been a difficult thing to know how to handle, especially as a new as a new guy. Yeah. No. When it, it was so difficult but I think that it was 
like now having been out, like it's like a breeze, you know? Well, like, and that's the thing too. I've talked about this on the podcast before, but it's such an interesting thing and you can speak to this way better than I can. But wrestling to me, just, just from a fan perspective, is so progressive now and is so uh, accepting of things. I mean, when you, when you sort of came out, when you know, this became sort of very public knowledge for fans, did you run into any sort of pushback from anybody? Um, not, not really. I think every, I think I was definitely, it was definitely more positive. Yeah. Um, I don't think that anything negative came out of it. Not off the top of my head. Maybe like things from, but like, you know, things that you see on the internet, like, you know, there was a whole thing on Reddit and like there was negative comments about me, but like, I don't know these people. So it wasn't a big deal, you know? Yeah. But like personally, like towards me, I, I think that everything's been pretty, 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 pretty okay. It's such an interesting thing because when I see you and if people are booing you, it's like there is that, I think the first time I saw you wrestling, people were booing. I had this moment of like, how dare they? <laughs> like this is, you know, and then they take a step back like, okay, they're not, they're booing the character. They're not right. booing the, you know, they're not booing the fact that he's gay. The right. fact that you can sort of work heel right. and do it at the same time that's, is so fun. Right. That's, and that's such a good, like, I, 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 like, I feel like it's so good that I'm a heel right now because it just differentiates. Like, I'm a wrestler, like, yeah. more than anything. And you're going to boo me because of me being a character or a yeah. dick or a douche. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the the stuff with being gay and everything is advocacy outside of wrestling and things I want to do outside of wrestling and help outside of wrestling. But when it comes to me in the ring and me, like, as a character and me here training, just anything, like, I'm a wrestler first and mm-hmm. I'm Jake first, you yeah. know? And so, and I appreciate that about people too. I appreciate when people boo me and they're like, oh, you're an asshole or whatever. I'm like, well, I'm glad that that's why you're booing me. Well, that's like, what I was going to say. Like, it's almost like that's a badge of honor, right? That yeah. people can boo you with that knowledge. Yeah, right? exactly. That almost feels like a step in the right direction yeah. that they aren't scared to do that. Right. You know? So I think that's that's such a beautiful thing. <laughs> so you re- so you had this match with uh, Darren Young. What last week? Two yeah, weeks it was ago? last week. Um, what a crazy cool thing that growing up as a wrestling fan my entire life was obviously nothing I ever saw. I right. never saw a gay wrestler in general. Certainly never two wrestling each other. Can you tell me what that experience was like? Uh, yeah, it was. It's so crazy because I remember when he came out on TMZ. Like I remember watching that video over and over and over again because I was like, this isn't true. Like this is a work or this yeah. like this is. And I remember like researching to like no end to just confirm that it was like real. And I didn't believe it until like he did like the Ellen interview. Uh-huh. Um, but like, and that was like weeks after or like a couple days after. But I, I was just obsessed with the idea that someone was gay in wrestling. Like I just didn't, I knew like I knew I had, I knew Pat Patterson was, or yeah. like there were rumors cause he didn't yeah. confirm until his book came out, yeah. but it just wasn't like, that's a, a different thing. Yeah. It was know? so different. Cause it's like, well, he's not even wrestling or like, he's yeah. just like a, like he's we're from the sweet. past. Yeah. yeah. Like, so to see it so recent, I was like, whoa. And I was like a kid. I was like yeah. 18. I just like, I still struggling with identity. So I was like, whoa, like, so anyway, now meeting him and he's like, 
because I met him way before this match, like mm-hmm. months before, and he like showed up here and just wanted to train because he recently moved to LA. And you know, I I told him like, hey, I'm gay too. Like, what do you have any advice for me? Like being in the business, and he just immediately we hit it off. And he was like such a good. He's been a good mentor to me and just giving me advice on like how to handle. Uh, certain people if this happens and uh, he's just been really really great and so I've really enjoyed like just being around him and listening to him so having that match come up uh, was like kind of full circle you know because it's amazing yeah because I'm like I was I was like 18 not even in wrestling when I when I when you came out you know and then like I watched your career in WWE and then like now you're it's almost like a passing of the torch, but I don't. I don't want to say that because he's probably not done wrestling. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> but, might take issue with that. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I almost feel like like no, it can be, absolutely. you know. And I, well, I hope to do more. Well, yeah, and I'm gonna say, and I was gonna say, I mean, you now are that person for so many other people. You know, now there are multiple generations that people can look to. It's not just one, right? You know, it's it's just picking up steam. I hope. You yeah, know? So, I hope so. Do you hear from young? kids wrestling world or not uh i do actually and it's the craziest thing that's one thing that i still can't like wrap my head around because i'm like i'm just a regular person still you know but i don't realize like how this little thing like still helps like local people you know i mean maybe some people that i now that i did the undercover boss thing but like at least locally like i can like just to see like if I go to what I'm trying to say is like if I go to a local show like here in Southgate or San Diego like there's like the fact that there's someone there that's like oh my god I saw this guy wrestle and then like they follow me and then they like send me a message like that trips me out because it's like I'm just you know like I'm I'm like working the independence I'm not a big thing like you know it's not like if they saw me on TV or something like how I'm like maybe how I feel about Sonya or something where I'm like oh she's killing it and like I want to talk to her and like you know like but she's on TV and so you know what I mean so that it's been like I do get it and it's been really trippy but I'm I'm like thankful that that's the cool thing it's like if you go to a show where you're wrestling you see people with you know, like rainbow stuff or yeah. like gay pride yeah. stuff because you're on the show. That's so cool for me. Oh. I, I can imagine what that's like for younger people to see that. And with the way that the internet is, especially with wrestling, I mean, you can see everything. Really, yeah. even if you're not in L.A., you can see everything. I can right. only imagine how that would have meant to me as a young wrestling fan. Like, when I'm going to stuff in, like, the Attitude Era as a, you know, 12-year-old kid or whatever, I I always felt like an outsider from right. the whole thing. I, I always was a huge fan, but I was never right. like, this is a world that would accept me. Right, you know, right, no, so I, I have to be a little careful. Right. I definitely know this isn't quite for me. If they knew who I was, they'd probably, you know, beat me up or something. Right, no, so the fact I that agree. the wrestling world is sort of changing that way, hopefully, slowly but surely, yeah. is, is I such think a cool it has. thing. Uh, can I ask about Undercover Boss? Yeah, yeah how yeah. did that come about? Uh, I, th- I was, I th- what I, my theory is. You don't that even know. I don't even know how okay. I got selected, but my theory is that uh, Joey every once in a while gives us a heads up for like castings on different shows, just for extra work, pick up some extra cash. Sure. So one of the things that he had uh, posted up was like for Fear Factor on MTV. There's like a revived uh-huh. series or whatever. Uh-huh. So I did that with another wrestler, and we didn't get cut or we didn't make the cut. 
Uh, but I, I assume they really liked me because the so same. So what do you do? You, do you like audition? Yeah, we auditioned. Did audition. you have to eat something? No, 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 no. It was like Skype. We just had to show their okay. our personalities. Yeah, it wasn't anything crazy. Actually, the whole the whole episode we were supposed to do got scrapped. So whatever. Yeah. But I think this. But the same casting people, like weeks later or like a month later. Like the same company, but different people like contacted me. So I think that's how they got yeah. my connect. Sure. And then they just were like, hey, we're, we're doing this documentary thing. And like they kept it super low key and they said it was low budget and all this. And I was like, oh, OK, like, I guess. And I didn't know, like I didn't I didn't put the two together. So I was just like, all right, this is kind of cool. It's a low budget. Even after they've told me they would fly me out to Orlando, even <laughs> after they told me that they would fly me from Orlando to San Francisco and then back to Orlando because I had a show that weekend. Wow. Like, I still like, in this my, is a pretty st- interesting low budget st- project. Still in my mind, I was like, yeah, this is low budget. Like, yeah. I really had no clue. Yeah, I would have been that idiot. I'd be like, yeah, this is true. Yeah, I was just taking it. I was like, this is, sounds like a good vacation for a week. Like, yeah. I'm down, you know? And then... Um, it wasn't until like the Saturday or like, yeah, like the Saturday when I came back because it was it was an all pro wrestling show in San Francisco. When I came back on Saturday, I just landed and then they were like, hey, you know, we're going to the performance center. And uh, WWE finally agreed to be a part of our documentary that this whole time. So they're still calling w- it a documentary. Yeah, this whole time okay. WWE was still involved. And I didn't know until Stephanie McMahon revealed herself. I started to get a feeling when I, I'm walking through the performance center and there's like a crane camera and there's uh-huh. like, all, I'm like, okay, y'all have way too much money for it to be a low budget uh, documentary. But then like she took her thing off and then I was like, oh, this is something else. But it's funny because when she did the sit down interview in the ring with me at the end, you know, they have to play up to TV. So she was like, do you know what undercover boss is? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> they, but they never aired that, so I was like, okay, thank God. So how much interaction did you have with Stephanie other than that? Uh, well, I, clearly more than I knew, because <laughs> yeah, you know, right. I filmed I mean, that I whole mean segment. Actu- I mean, but actual, actual Stephanie, Stephanie yeah. um, it was, so it was a little, it, we did spend some time talking after we filmed the sit-down thing, because I was just bawling my eyes out, and she was like, I, I want to talk to him. Um, and so we had, we were able to talk even more after that and yeah. that's how we, I really got to know her and get close to her for her I just recently found out that I'm the only one that she like emailed so I'm really? the only one that has her email address um, stephanie.mcmahon at wwe.com <laughs> something like that <laughs> uh, but like that it's, it's crazy you know like for like clearly it was more than just the show yeah. for both of us yeah. you know and so I still contact her every day uh, or not every day, sorry, that was a lie. But I still contact her Whoa. often, you know, because yeah. um, I know she's busy or whatever, and yeah. I'm a nobody. But well, I still want to make sure I'm keeping that rapport and making sure that, like, it wasn't just for TV, at least between us, yeah. that it wasn't really just special. for TV, you know? And That's really cool. Cause, dude, I'd like, because that was me, because it was filmed in November, and I came out publicly uh-huh. in January. So technically, I came out on that first. Right, It's right, just that right. that didn't air until, right. you know? Man, that's a whirlwind few months <laughs> For you. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Yeah. So, have you given thought to sort of next steps in terms of what your character would be? I mean, who do you want to be moving forward in the wrestling world? I mean, let's say you're in WWE one right. day. Do you see yourself as an out gay wrestler? Uh, I don't actually. So I, I and that maybe some people will see differently. Like I don't know what like uh, my, my peers think about me or what they see me as and maybe WWE is like hey you know maybe you should be that guy 
But do I want to be that guy? No. If I'm given that, like, by, by WWE, then I'll take it and I'll run with it. And sure. how easy it is, because I actually am gay, you know? Like, not <laughs> yeah. like Velveteen, where he's not, but he's portraying, you know? Yeah, sure. But um, I don't want to be, because, like, wrestling to me is, like, my first love. And that's, I fell in love with the characters and why why they do this and I fell in love with the stories and I, I love even more when when they're the wrestlers that like have a completely different story than what their character is and you know and yeah. so that's kind of what I'm going for like I want to be remembered for my talent and like what I do in here you know and and like I said everything else that's outside of it that I will use that this platform to then help you know, whoever it is that identifies the same way as I do or whatever it is. Like, it doesn't have to be anything specific to, you know, uh, the LGBT community. It can yeah. be people with mental health issues. Like, it's you know what I mean? So it's sure. like, that's that's just a plus. But, like, when it comes to in the ring, like, I want to show people I'm, I can be a great wrestler. That's why I'm training here. That's why, that's what I tell my trainers all the time is, like, I, I'm not just showing up. I don't want to just show up. I want to be good. Like, I want to actually be great. Well, it's kind of what we were saying earlier. You want to be respected for the work, right? Yeah. I mean, who knows if you if you were to get there one day, and who knows what that character becomes, right? right. I right. mean, you're solid in the ring. Why not let that be your thing? You right, know? right, right, right. And then, right, right. you know, you just and happen. Then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Well, listen, I really appreciate your time. Yeah, This has thank been awesome. And, and as a wrestling fan myself, I, I thank you very much for – for being this face and for doing everything that you're doing. The advocacy work is is great for gay rights, for mental health. It's all very much appreciated for me from many other people and uh, it's it's awesome. So we're Thank all very you. excited to see what you uh, what you do. Next. Thank you. I hope I hope I hope exciting oh, things. Oh, it's gonna be very exciting. <laughs> I hope I, so. I can tell you. Uh, well thanks man, appreciate your time. Thank you. Appreciate it. to Jake Atlas for the time. I appreciate the invite out to Santino Brothers. It was cool to get to do the interview there. Hey, if you're at all interested in independent professional wrestling, go check it out. Uh, Jake performs around L.A. and California all the time, but he's everywhere as well. So check out his dates, look him up, and if he's in your area, go see him perform. Even if it's not Jake, though, go check something out. There's great wrestling all around the place, and it's super fun. You won't regret it. Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it very much. Until next week, Daniel Trainer, same team, signing off. Bye.